This episode is sponsored by Bombas, the sock company with the mission to be better. Because when you buy a pair, they give a pair to someone in need. Listen later for a code that will get you 20% off your first purchase. A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. And Shelby, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 today. Just a little. This oh, is- yes. yes. Episode 22. I know. Yeah. And and Taylor has blessed us on this momentous occasion. I mean, breaking news of the moment, but we're getting the Netflix documentary. I know. Um, shocker. I'm sure no one... expected this to happen but it is crazy it is amazing it is taylor swift miss americana yes i know it's too bad we didn't have this last week during our miss americana episode i know but Ah, i got that same (laughs) thing lots to be excited about still i mean i'm sure we'll be able to get into it but before we do our um have we gotten any new nice uh reviews we have. from our dedicated fans we do thanks for asking we have one yeah. new i think we have quite a bit of different reviews like some people just go in and just give us five stars and they don't say anything which mm-hmm. that is fine that is great but yeah. someone just posted a new review david versus goliath which Oh. I think that this is kind of um, maybe iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Like, if you don't put your name in, maybe it, this is their like, go to name. I don't know why, because I shared this lovely <laughs> review on our Instagram. It's this is what they said I would give 13 stars to Swift, Swift Dish if I could. I love how much fun Ashley and Shelby have with this podcast. They keep me up to date mm-hmm. with all things Taylor Swift and are always insightful and entertaining. Love it. So I shared that yes. on our Instagram story. And it was actually one of my friends who rated us because she loves the podcast. And she was very confused. And she was like, wait, why does it say David versus Goliath? I guess if you, know, <laughs> you don't put your name in, they just choose this really religious one for you. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it has to be like way, way, way back when she had that link to her iTunes somehow. Cause oh. like it saved mine from when I was like 13 and it was like, I don't even remember. But I don't know. That'd be funny if iTunes just made that up for them. I know. So <laughs> people go on, of course, leave reviews, see what happens. <laughs> Do it. We want to know what iTunes will uh, put for your name if you don't have one, or what yeah. you had when you were twelve years old. So you guys go on to exactly. iTunes, find Swiftish Podcast, scroll all the way down, give us five stars. And leave a comment. Let us know what you like about, about the podcast. Let others know why they should be listening to Swiftish Podcast. There you go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. There's a lot of reasons to listen to Swiftish this week. I mean, we took the break for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and some good vacation time. Mm-hmm. And in that, I mean, Taylor has just been, I mean, everywhere. We had a rough couple weeks with the Scooter and Scott drama. Everyone was wondering what the AMAs would be like. And um, I mean, should we just start out there? Like the yeah. AMA event, the performance, the Yeah, let's <laughs> get into it. I know, you know, it's it's maybe old news, but we didn't cover it. <laughs> and we were going to do like a, a live stream or like a reaction video. But, you know, we just 
just couldn't. It just it didn't. <laughs> it just ran out of time. We did, yeah. ran out of time. And unfortunately, I am not as interesting to look at for reaction videos as Lauren Lippman is. So if you guys want a really good reaction video, go to Lauren Lippman on YouTube. Watch her reaction. It's priceless. But <laughs> did you watch it? Did you um, look watch it the next day? Tell me about your experience. Um, yeah, no, I watched it. I uh, I had the AMAs on. I I don't love them, but I was watching it and um, waiting for Taylor Swift's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It was cool. It was interesting what she... I mean, one, people were like, OMG, she's going to... I mean, even we were like, this is going to be so intense. Like, she's going to call them out. But really, she didn't. And I think it was good because it really just focused on her decade. Like, it was her... It was her occasion. She didn't have to talk about the drama or Scooter or Scott or worry about any of that. She just got to kind of prove why she was artist of the decade. And so um, I think she won all her awards. I only saw her accept two. (laughs) I don't know if some of them were like given off stage or something. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a great performance. I think it was interesting. She left... She left a lot of her hits off, but she did. <laughs> I'm not the one to choose. So. I know. It was it was interesting, th- everything she left off. So basically, she did The Man. She did um, Love Story, I Knew You Were Trouble, Blank Space, Shake It Off, and Lover. And a lot of people are saying mm. like, oh, she's telling a story. This is like, this is, you know, <laughs> after The Man, you know, sh- Love Story through Lover was all the story. Like, you know, she Love Story, she was like this bright-eyed young star who was, you know, starting this new venture of her career, signed a, a a contract, and it was all golden. And then I Knew Your Trouble was kind of like, oh, you know, there were some rifts in the relationship between her and Big Machine, and then Blank Space, you know, she was like looking for like a new home, and then Shake It Off, she was shaking <laughs> off all the drama, and then like Lover, she's like, found the place she should be so that's what some people were tweeting about were covering did you think that oh not at all no mm-hmm. yeah I've seen <laughs> I mean I think what was interesting about this is um there is during the man when she first opens um mm-hmm. she's wearing like a white shirt with all her old album names stamped on it sort of in this prison font mm-hmm. which was a very clever very subtle way to reference this whole ongoing battle where you know, her music is literally not hers anymore. Um, but what was funny is on Tumblr, someone took a screen grab of the dance and was like, OMG, Taylor had seven dancers to represent her seven albums. <laughs> and Taylor liked this post. And people were like, ugh, her mind, like Easter eggs galore. But then it turns out like, no, there were actually eight dancers. And so it sort of like drew into question like Taylor Swift's level of dedication that we sometimes place upon her like like we just projected that idea on her she just liked this post on there is a rumor of another album coming out so i did see a tweet where someone was like there are eight dancers taylor's always thinking about (laughs) all this easter eggs there are eight dancers they're all wearing the same shirt like this has to be represented of her the, the Christmas album or this eighth album she's supposed to release before the, the end of the year. But that's the point is because yeah. she liked a post about there being seven dancers. And so I don't think she actually knew how many dancers there were. I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah, in this I, uh, upcoming documentary we'll get to see some of that. But it just seemed more like maybe Taylor isn't as intense as we sometimes think she is. 
<laughs> but the one Easter egg I did find compelling is on her piano during Lover. Mm-hmm. Um, she had all of her uh, albums like inscripted on this, but they, she also had three songs, just like three random songs. I couldn't find any other songs, so I'm pretty sure this was the only ones on the piano. Mm-hmm. And it was Delicate, Eyes Open, and Ours, which mm-hmm. two of those songs are pretty old, pretty unknown. And so it's sort of just like, I don't know. I don't know what it means. Some Swifties were trying to sleuth it out, but it was interesting. I can get behind that sort of Easter egg maybe more than thinking every song choice was speaking to the Scooter and Scott drama. Well, you know, if people go back and they look at I Knew You Were Trouble, um, during the the background of I Knew You Were Trouble, there was like flames coming out, like red flames. Uh And someone on Tumblr, someone on Twitter kind of pulled in. If you looked at Big Machine's records, like their logo, there's a a truck with like red flames coming out of it. So some people were tying that into it. Um, And with the prison font all over her, you know, she started out with that Easter egg. And so that's when people, they're just like looking for everything. Like, what can I see? And then if you looked at the microphone, um, had a lover written on it. So people are like, oh, she's, she's re-grasping her voice. She's, she's, uh, you know, stating like, this is what I own. This is what I have. I own my voice now. So, you know, a lot of people were like, whether or not there were Easter eggs and that's what she meant, people were just waiting for it. Well, I'm curious. What did you, uh, what did you think? Did you see the Easter eggs there or? Um, I didn't like, you know, you keep saying other people, but well, well, the only thing that I was, I was thinking of that I thought was really interesting was on the front of her t-shirt. You could see Taylor Swift. You can see reputation. You could see like, um, you, you know, the, the speak now and red 1989. And then, you know, while she's singing the man at the very end, Everyone, all of them turn around and there's fearless on the back of it. And I thought that was like Mm -hmm. kind of interesting that she decided to put fearless on the very back. And then when you listen to the man, she talks about being a fearless leader. And so like, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I was like, I think she purposely put fearless on the, on the back. Cause you know, she's like, I'm not fearless. I'm, I'm going to be a leader. I'm, you know, this is my era. This is my year to really stand up and let you guys know like what I believe and, you know, just kind of be that leader that we've always looked at her to be. So, you know, I didn't really, when I was looking, when I was watching the performance, I wasn't like, oh, and this, (laughs) oh, and that, oh, and this. It's, you know, some people are some people that when I'm on Twitter, when I'm watching (laughs) Lauren Lipman's video, when I'm on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I should, I should write down these people because Shelby always thinks, because I'm such a, I'm so into theories that some people means me. Not all the time. No. Not all No, I was just curious. <laughs> I mean, I just, I enjoyed the performance. I think the general public really, you know, they they liked it too, which you, Taylor hasn't always wowed people during mm-hmm. live performances. But I think it just speaks to her growing comfort. Like, I don't think she's as insecure, anxious about yeah. performing. Because she said before that those award shows are way scarier than like a live show because she's with all her critics yeah and then you you yeah. also see i since you watched the whole thing you saw selena gomez's performance um <laughs> the beginning of it it was a little yeah. it, it was a little rough i've seen her perform before like on the shows and she's great and like i withheld any judgment but i was like oh like mm-hmm. poor girl like i wonder what's going yeah. on and you know um she had a panic panic attack right before it because she was just really freaked mm-hmm. out she hadn't performed in like what three to four years um so yeah. i just and in my mind, I was just kind of like, wow, like these people perform all the time live, all the time. And then 
Mm. It's during these live performances in front of their peers, in front of people who are, you know, up to the their level that they freak out the most. Yeah, uh, um, it would be terrifying, but she did a good job. So what did you think of, um, so when Taylor did Shake It Off, Halsey and Camilla were there. So it was very interesting that Charlie XCX wasn't there. Do you think there was scheduling conflicts? Do you think Taylor was upset with her for calling all of her fans like 13-year-old girls or what was it, three-year-old children? I'm not I'm not sure how old, <laughs> but like Yeah, children. no, I don't I I mean she wasn't there, right? So it didn't seem at all shady to me. I think mm-hmm. it was more I think Halsey has been really gunning for that squad goals. Like she's gunning to be <laughs> squad membership. Friends. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friends of Taylor Swift, um, which is all fine. And you know, Halsey's great. So I'm not mad about it, but I didn't actually think anything of it. I guess it was, were people upset about Charlie? I mean, were people like, Oh, oh shade, shade, drag. Yeah. Her. <laughs> not, they didn't drag her, but they were like, Ooh, like Camilla, how come Charlie XCX isn't there? So, you know, that's it, that was just some some in, something interesting. And I kind of thought of it too. I was like, oh, you know, I've seen what eight reputation tour uh shows and it's always been Charlie XCX and Camilla. And then Camilla was up there. So I didn't think there was drama, but I was like, huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was waiting for Selena Gomez to come on. But I know. Whatever. I know. They're trying to keep each other separate, so I get it. But all the rumors. Um then, I mean, after the AMAs, though, I mean, first she became the most awarded mm-hmm. AMA artist or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think she's at 31 now. She's up there. I thought maybe 29, but I don't okay, know. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but then this last week or so, she's so been much. gracing us with cover after cover. I know. It is crazy. Like today she was announced one of the four people of the year. Um, so it was mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Michelle Obama, Jennifer Lopez, and Jennifer Aniston. All female, mm-hmm. uh, all unproblematic, yes. like strong female. <laughs> um, people have made like a difference. You know, this is like their year too. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting that not a single one of them were male. Like kudos, mm-hmm. like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. It wasn't really like an extensive interview mm-hmm. or anything at all. But she, the title was like, "I'm proud of the things I've withstood." Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's life changing year, um, which is exciting. Like she clearly is very proud of where she is, and I think that's such a, you know, important moment in any person's life but especially in your late in your 20s like your late 20s as you start to just feel more and more confident and like comfortable and I think it it's just showing that she's more and more ready to kind of own who she is and show who she is instead of being so um worried about how people will perceive her or react to her which then makes sense why she'd be willing to do this Netflix documentary. I know. Um, she said that this year feels more special to her and, you know, than any other year before. You know, 15 years into doing this, you know, being able to look around and acknowledging that it's special. She's so stoked at, at like, this moment and everything mm-hmm. that's happened, you know, that she's going to be 29. And you just look back on yeah. everything she's done this year. Like, she's advocated for artists' rights. She's advocated for LGBTQ rights, like, more publicly than ever before. And she was kind of talking about how, like, when you are advocate for something, it has to be completely disconnected from what people say about you advocating. Um, it should, right. you know, be removed from the hard numbers. But when the numbers do come in, 
they're promising. It's, it's such a great feeling. It reinforces it reinforces that you're doing something good in the world. And so when you look at the numbers, you need to come down at 165 million views. And then the quality act petition had 600,000 signatures. So like she's trying to like distance herself from the numbers. She's just trying to like be the advocate. But when you look at the numbers, you're like, oh, wow, like these are people who are standing yeah. by me, who are interested, um, you know, who are support me for what I'm advocating for. Yeah. And just supporting the, the movement scene Mm -hmm. like, Oh, not everyone's a heartless homophobe who (laughs) hates people. So that's always a nice reminder in today's uh, world of trolls and um, cancellations and whatever else. So I appreciate that she mentioned that, but I have been dying to ask what you thought of her Vogue UK um, cover and, Heart Her <laughs> cover. You know, when they first, um, when she first released the cover art, like, she changed her icon, you guys, which she doesn't mm-hmm. do a lot. She changed her icon, yeah. <laughs> which we'll talk about that later. Um, and then she posted this photo of her. And at first, I thought maybe somebody had like, because I had just got online and I saw someone posted this photo and I wasn't sure if someone did um, like an edit. You know, people are always doing like Taylor Swift edits because it kind of looked yeah. like what she was wearing, like kind of flashback to like early 2000s during Friends, like that look, you know, you had that spaghetti strap. And I was just like, wow, like I've never seen Taylor Swift like look like this before. And then, you know, I, of course, going down my feed, I saw so many of these other photos and people are talking about Vogue. And of course, I like zoomed in. I saw that it was like, I looked more into it. And there was a typo and I was so glad I caught it because it's supposed to be January 2020 edition for the, mm-hmm. the article for Vogue. But it said actually January 2019. So I kind of liked it. Like <laughs> when going forward, when like Kaylee Nation posted it, they took off the 2020. It was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I caught that. <laughs> but I'm just so excited. And she also posted a photo of her. Um, she's sitting down on a couch. She's wearing like holiday themed colors. And she was like, when you're the lonely girl at the holiday party. So I don't know. Well, the bored girl. The bored, the bored girl. girl. Yeah. The bored, bored girl. Sorry. I don't have it right in front of me. But actually, I think I do. It's right there. Bored girl at holiday party. <laughs> there, my notes. Um, but yeah, so I was super excited for the photos. And then, you know, we don't get the the full article until December 6th, but we did get like a snippet of like a partial <laughs> article. The article is going to be Taylor Swift on sidestepping into acting, owning what you make, and loving the weirdness of cats. And of course, Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber is in this interview too. Yeah, it was a, I mean, she's gorgeous, but it mm-hmm. definitely is like a strange, like she looks very different than normal. It's like uh-huh. a very Margot Robbie-esque uh-huh. look for her. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, it's just different. I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't look like her really, but it's beautiful. A lot of people were saying there was over Photoshop, too much makeup, but I was just saying, I was like, doesn't look like her because it looks like she's being thrown back into like different eras. There's like that one of her on the like the actual cover and she's wearing, you know, she just looks like a fashion model. That's what she looks like. Yeah, I think the art director was like, oh, I want to make it like a 1960s pop Mm -hmm. because we're talking about um, sustainability and how clothes are a huge waste in the industry. And like sometimes the classic pieces should be reworked into Mm. these sort of shoots and stuff. Wow. Um, I know that. So, yeah, very 60s vibes. And there's a few like filter, I mean, photos going around from people who do have the magazine in hand. And there's more of her 
looking fabulous and um, posing. And and I mean, it's just strange because she just looks so grown up, which isn't strange because she's about to turn 30. But it's just like, I mean, I don't know. She just looked so different. It was sort of like, huh. She looks like a woman. Like she definitely, I think it's (laughs) hard because like, yeah, we've seen Taylor in the past few years and you know she's kind of like had the same same look but then we always think of her like we'll watch a music video of when she was 16 so it's hard to get because there's so much of taylor out there you know when you see her you're like Mm -hmm. oh that's taylor now and you know she's constantly changing things up too but like what do you think about her using this as kind of an easter egg for a christmas album this is where i have a couple of questions because i feel like for the last like month or so it feels like people have just been like oh tsa tsa and i'm like like hold your horses mm-hmm. like it hasn't even been a year yeah. and it sort of makes me weirdly anxious because i'm like does that mean no one likes lover anymore like i just i remember reputation being so exciting and everyone was just so geared up for reputation mm-hmm. talking about reputation thinking about the tour for reputation and like I think maybe because it was her first after a long time and there was all these like, is it her last? And so people were just in the moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it seems like, I don't know where these like rumors get their footing and then it just explodes and people are just like, oh my gosh, new album coming, double album confirmed, like Christmas album coming. And I don't, I could be very wrong, but that just doesn't seem like Taylor's mo like i don't feel like she would rush out of this era that's been so important to her yeah you know i think some people like there was a verified account that tweeted that there's all these rumors going around that there's going to be another album so i think that's where it came from and well then, just another record right that's yeah the, just that's another the term record. They use, record but they which is technically a track yes. that's a single track but they they tweeted after the lover remix was released um, not about the Lover Remix, but just something about like, you know, there's still rumors going around. So if it does happen, so like, you know, they're giving people mm-hmm. some little like tidbits and then you have that yeah. thought in people's minds. And then you have the thought of, you know, Swiftmas and Taylor Swift and on Tumblr, she's being very yeah. active. You know, she's liking a lot yeah. of Christmas posts with Christmas trees. And then you think of mm. her me music video and there's a Christmas tree and she specifically had said like, and I think when she was with Alan, like, oh, and then why is that Christmas? tree there you know she's she's brought Mm. attention to all of these little things that people are like oh a christmas album which i don't think it would be bad if she had a christmas album she's done christmas music before katie perry just released like a christmas song with a video with santa claus so like i could get her i could get my head wrapped around a christmas album i don't like Mm -hmm. christmas music it's just not something that <laughs> oh Scrooge. I, I definitely am Scrooge. Although I do have my house decorated, I just not. I'm just not into Christmas music because it's not something I can play year round. You know, like right. I, I, I'll listen to it, but you know, I feel like an actual album like Lover. I'm still very much into. Right. You know, it's like yeah. I don't think that Christmas is going to be as like she's not going to spill any tea in a Christmas album as she would in an <laughs> actual true. album. So that's where I think it's yeah. coming from. It's the Christmas trees. Um, at first, I will be yeah. embarrassed. So she she posted December 1st. And I was like, oh, her birthday's in 13 days. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Then the next day, she liked someone's Tumblr and she retweeted it with 12 Christmas trees. And I was like, 12 mm-hmm. Christmas trees? Why not 13 Christmas trees? I'm like, ooh, is this a countdown <laughs> that began? But I think that was like a typo yeah. on her part because she's – 
reblogged <laughs> things since and put 13 Christmas trees. So I think it was yeah. a typo. And I was like, are we at a countdown? Like, you know, 12 days of, of Taylor Swiftness is coming. I don't know what's going on, I but I won't be surprised if a Christmas album comes out soon or Christmas song. And Katy Perry just released a song just this this week, too. Yeah. Some people are thinking December 6th, something's going to happen. So oh. I, by the time people listen to this episode, they'll know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just look like idiots. Yeah. Or I will. But <laughs> One of um, us Taylor will. did like, yeah, Taylor did like a post on Tumblr that was like, I feel like Taylor's being really active. She's doing mm-hmm. something like something's building up. This is, I have such anxiety. So either Taylor's just likes toying with us or something is happening. I know she's performing at the Jingle Ball she on is. her birthday. And guess what? Um, I'm, are you going? I'm going. I am. I'm going. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Shocker. Hey, you went for the reputation one, right? So yeah, it only makes sense. I know it's your right? holiday tradition. It is. It is. I love. You tradition. don't have Christmas music, but you have Christmas concerts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the real question, I'm sure everyone is wondering: Are you going to Sundance? Oh, Sundance is. I don't. It's like during the middle of the week, so I don't. I probably won't be able to go to Sundance <laughs> if it's on a Saturday. I know it's probably like yeah. a week long thing. I'm not very sure about Sundance. You can go to like SundanceFestival.com or something. Go to their official website and you can look up and get tickets. But I think people have gotten their tickets already. Um, I'm I'm just gonna watch it on Netflix. But I know Taylor's gonna be there. So that's the other right. thing. I'm like, do I go on a Friday night and like stalk her on Saturday and just like walk around, <laughs> you know, Park City trying to find yeah. Taylor Swift? <laughs> I don't know. But well, that's the thing is um, she announced or Netflix announced today that there would be a Taylor Swift documentary Mm -hmm. called Miss Americana. Um, It's directed by this woman, Lana, Lana Wilson, and it's described as a raw and emotionally revealing look at one of the most iconic artists of our time during a transformational period in her life as she learns to embrace her role, not only as a songwriter and performer, but as a woman harnessing the full power of her voice. And it was also revealed that this would be premiering at the Sundance Film Festival in January um, on opening night. So a big deal. January 23rd. My question is, usually when something's released at Sundance, it takes a couple months at least to get on Netflix or streaming services after. So I'm curious if it'll be released in tandem or if it'll wait for a, you know, Netflix premiere. Yeah, I don't know. You know, since it is a Netflix documentary, They'll, they have more power over that. So I wonder what's going to happen. You know, and then we're going to have Swifties who maybe Taylor invites them to see it. Maybe they go and get their own tickets and they see it and they're going to be tweeting all about it. And then it's going to be mm-hmm. a bunch of FOMO all over again. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of FOMO. So much FOMO. But we're used to that. <laughs> we are. We definitely are. I'm excited to see like what what happens because I mean the the promotional clip has or not the clip just the the screenshot is of oh her gosh, scared me yeah oh no no promotional clip of the screenshot it's is like, her oh. with that the the disco outfit from I think it was the AMAs two years ago so it you know mm. they've been doing it for a while so I wonder like what clips well it was have. the AMAs last year when she was like oh I'm so excited for the next chapter yeah wink, wink nod nod yeah um mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Netflix hasn't said anything about the time frame, but she in her letter said like they've been filming it for a few years. So people are like, oh my gosh, does that mean you'll see like her side of like 
when she disappeared, like the summer oh of 2016, will it be more just focused on reputation era, like building up to that and then performing after it? Like, it's clearly not just a concert video, you know, yeah. like this is a documentary. And so yeah. I'm curious to see what it'll be like, because like Lady Gaga's documentary focused on her tour. Um, I think Justin Bieber's did maybe, I don't um, remember One Direction's focused on their tour. So I've never like seen like a performer's documentary that's not like wholly focused on the tour. So I don't know. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what it is and like will Joe be there? Out. Is Joe gonna be? Yeah. There? A lot of people are wondering He'll just that. Blurred out. Yeah. And then you know, we'll pro- like <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see a lot of like mama and papa swift. Like it's gonna be yeah. I feel like it's gonna be great and I'm very mm. excited for it. I'm not much of a documentary person, but with Taylor, you know I am. You know <laughs> it. Exceptions, yeah. <laughs> I'll make a, an exception yeah. for Tay Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's just cool that she's willing to do this because I feel like, I mean, her whole career, she's admitted to having very thin skin. Like she mm-hmm. takes, you know, she's very sensitive and that's part of her job as an artist, like being able to be sensitive and whatever. She's had a lot of anxiety around the general public and how they react to her and whatever. I mean, she was literally driven away for the majority of 2016 because of all this like anger towards her so that she's in a place now where she's willing to like really open up and like reveal herself to the world at large is it's, that's just crazy growth. So I know it's, it's amazing. I can't wait for it. It's going to be something I'm going to watch lots and lots. So I hope Netflix gets (laughs) it on really quick. You know, I hope it's, I know it's streamed. We can have like a streaming party. It'll be amazing. It'll be fun. Uh, And I'm so happy that, you know, obviously they came to terms with Scooter and Scott. So that's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. Right. Mm -hmm. Check. Yeah. Some sort of, um, anonymous uh source said that um that she had gotten permission to do it and um that she'd gotten her her songs have been cleared and that the clearances were granted within 24 hours of her original request Wow! Um, but they were also quick to say that's not to say there's ever been any direct communication like taylor still (laughs) refuses to meet with scooter in person (laughs) but i mean her public peer pressure clearly worked Mm -hmm. and i mean that's why you got to ask for what you want, ladies. Like I you got to you got to speak now, but <laughs> be fearless and speak now. That's what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want to know something that I have a lot of anxiety about right now? Oh, okay. It's what I'm going to get my family for Christmas. I Oh, yes. Do not know what to get them. Ah! <laughs> uh, but, you know, luckily for us, Bombas Socks is sponsoring us, and we were able to try these amazing socks of theirs. I think that's what I'm gonna get a lot of my friends for Christmas. It's gonna be Bombas Socks. I don't know. That's that's just <laughs> well, me. lucky them. I mean, it's exciting to be able to talk about this company a little bit. When we were looking for sponsors, we really wanted someone who was, I guess, putting their best foot forward. Oh, <laughs> is that uh, too on the nose? But, <laughs> no, not for us. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, something that's great about them is for every pair you purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need, which, of course, is something that we really advocate for, especially this time of year. Um, The holiday season isn't just a time for getting, it's a time for giving. And we're excited that they continue to 
be motivated by this effort to give back to the community, give back to people in need, and you get cool socks out of the deal. So it's a win-win for everyone. (laughs) I know. And when you purchase a pair of socks, they give a pair of socks to somebody in need in a homeless shelter because that's one of the, like the number one thing that people when they're at these shelters request are socks and not only socks, but, you know, they're giving them this, these socks that are you know, just they're they're thick, they are warm, they're absorbent, they are quality socks, and I think that's mm-hmm. really um, it says something about them. You know, they're not they're give they're they're standing by their word and they're giving these people something that you know they don't have, and they're not giving them anything mm-hmm. cheap. They're giving them something that's good quality. Yes, great quality. I mean, I've made my mom. She was in town for Thanksgiving, and we traded Bombas socks. I was like, you got to try these. Like, Mm -hmm. please take a pair. Yeah. I mean, they're just so cozy around the house. They're comfortable working out. They're no shows if you need them. And I just love like scrolling through their website. They've got so many cute designs, so many cute patterns to choose from every different cut you can think of. And yet they're all high quality, great fabric, amazing technology that hugs mm-hmm. your foot, avoids the seam toe, oh, I love and just gives you everything you want. <laughs> I know. I, I love the seamless. And, you know, we, I've ha- we've had them for a few months. We have their new merino wool socks, and they're designed to be breathable, dry, never itchy, with just the right amount of thickness. I love them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're the socks for people who just need socks, which is everyone in the universe. So mm-hmm. if you want to give mm-hmm. someone a perfectly nice gift, give them a candle. But if you want to be the holiday gifting ninja, give them Bombas. Yeah. Save 20% on your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash swiftish. That's bombas.com slash swiftish to save 20%. Yeah. Bombas.com bombas. slash swiftish. <laughs> um, but we're excited to really get into the meat of this episode. It's a song we have been thrilled about since it came out. I'm stoked to be going over it line by line with a fine tooth comb. It's Paper Rings. Oh, I love Paper Rings. It is one of my favorite songs. Oh, I love it. I've had it in my head all day today because I knew we were going <laughs> over it. I'm so excited. Um, was it, Where was it on your list? Was it top five? So yeah, when it first came out, Paper Rings was number one for me. Ooh, yes. I know. I think it was either number I one or like- number two for me. Yeah, like after having, you know, the album in my car, the songs on shuffle, getting ready in the morning, I feel like I gravitate more towards like, like I'll always go to Death by a Thousand Cuts first or I'll be jamming to, you know, Cruel Summer, whatever it is. Paper Rings has become more of a sleeper hit for me. But in doing this episode, I was like, oh, my gosh, Shelby, you've got to start giving Paper Rings its dues. Like this is a great song. Track eight (laughs) is amazing. Love it. Yeah, it was written and produced with Jack Antonoff, um, who, you know, is all over this album. Mm. And Taylor Swift really wanted a song that used only like throwback sounds. So it could have been played at a wedding with a live band. And I think she cites 1978 exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it very specific, but it does have that sort of old school big band feel where it's not like you know, it's not synth. It's not like overproduced pop. It's just very, you can hear Jack Antonoff like screaming one, two, three on it. Like it's just a fun song. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Taylor, um, for a Spotify, her message, she said, this song talks about true love. And if you really find true love, you don't really care about the symbolism of what that love is. Material things won't matter to you anymore if you found someone that you really wanted to live your life with. And at the secret session, um, at the iHeartRadio, you know, all that clip, all those um, messages, a little quotes here and there were released and she said the whole song is just basically reminiscing on fun memories and then in the chorus it talks about how basically the concept of like your whole life you talk about with your friends about how like oh my god do you want to get married what do you want what do you want your ring to look like what kind of ring do you want I don't know I it just feels like you really love someone, love someone, you'd be like, I don't care. And so it talks about the concept as the hook. And in the bridge, there's some fun kind of punk, like inspired by punk girl groups, and the way they used to sing, shouting them in a really unapologetic way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when the secret sessioners first got out, they were like, OMG, these are like her wedding vows. Uh, And it's like sort of interesting. I mean, you can hear on the secret session tape, like everyone starts to squeal when she like talks about like, oh, like the bride and groom and like, oh, weddings and stuff. But I think she really is focused more on this, how she says in her Rolling Stone article, she wanted all these lyrics about all these funny memories and how something can start off in a really quirky way and Mm -hmm. surprise you. And so she wanted to show that quirkiness of the relationship and how they just sort of fell together in this interesting, funny, playful way. And so now she has a song that she just thinks is really fun and she really likes it. (laughs) I'm glad she really likes it. I really like it. And it's gotten really good reviews. Unfortunately, unlike Miss Americana, you know, not a lot of people are really talking about the song writing in it. I think a lot of people in their reviews kind of uh, focused on like, oh, you know, Taylor and her relationship, you know, the gossip behind it, like her vows, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, some people, Mm -hmm. um, they did say that, you know, the placement was really great. Um, Spin said that Paper Ring shocks the album into place. It's a power pop arrangement giving Swift's sneer the stomping support it deserves. So they were talking about it's perfect placement, like right in the middle because there's – what 18 and so it's just perfect placement for to really get you like pumped and you know going for the rest of the mm-hmm. album yeah i know i think time called it bright jangly standout mm-hmm. and wondered if it could speak to a transition back to country mm-hmm. um and then pitchfork who are never ones for fun called it cute and then exhausting mm-hmm. which yeah. just shows that they would not be ones you'd want at the party because this yeah. song just builds in such an effortless way. Yeah, you know, it definitely does. And I mean, I can see how it's exhausting to the point where I'm dancing around the room and I'm exhausted from just, <laughs> you know, having all that energy in me. So that's the only way I can see that it's exhausting. But right. pitch, for, <laughs> yeah, exactly. pitch for, for just go. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that you said it kind of reminds you of like, you know, the old Taylor too, because the star, it says it's a mild callback to Swift's roostier beginnings with a hint of rockability 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 thrown in for good measure a definitely executed little love song so 
That's great. Oh, it's so good. I know. I'm so excited to talk about I it. I know, me too. I am. A, so we'll, Should we get yeah, into it? Let's get into it. I am reading this week. So let's start off with verse one. The moon is high like your Six. friends were the night we first met. Went home and tried to sock you on the internet. Now I've read all the books besides your bed. The wine is cold like the shoulder I gave you in the street. Cat and mouse for a month or two or three. Now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe. Ooh, stalker Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I love this verse. I think she does such a good job here of like going back to like those basic songwriting where you just give these sort of quick vignettes of a relationship that totally feels tangible, real, complex, but is just very open and vulnerable and unique to her. I mean, like just even the idea of like, oh, I went home and tried to stalk you on the internet. First of all, shade because Joe Alwyn was in nothing no. by the time they met. I know. So that's funny. Um, but it's also cute because like we don't technically know when they quote unquote met. Like they were at the Met Gala. Did they talk? Is that what she's referring to? Or was it later when friends in- reintroduced them? And then she was like, oh, you're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that it's really you know a lot of people are suspecting that they met at the met gala a lot of people like oh the night we they first met oh the met gala and then you go back to your buzz cut and my bleach hair um so a lot of people are you know suspecting that all of joe's friends were high at the met gala um so definitely but she also talks about um kind of like giving him the cold shoulder in other ones like you know she kind of ignored him not only in this song too mm-hmm. um you know like you should take it as a compliment that i'm talking to everyone here but you when she talks about gorgeous so you know, i kind of do you think that they met at the met gala because i do i would put money on it right i'm i mean yes i think we have enough context that they definitely okay engaged in some way i guess my point was more Yeah, like going on into this verse, like the shoulder that I gave you in the street. So what is that referencing? You know, this cat and mouse game they played. Obviously, we have the context of the 2016 highly publicized summer where Mm -hmm. she broke up with Calvin, immediately got together with Tom Hiddleston, had a whirlwind romance, broke up maybe September, late August, probably September, early September. Taylor has now referenced September 28th as a meaningful date, but she's also said like, October, I think, was thrown around for some Mm -hmm. reason as like their anniversary or whatever. November is mentioned in some of her songs. So I think it's just it's just a clever way to be like, yeah, it was a confusing beginning, you know, like, can we put exact timetables on how all this went down? Like even in Cruel Summer, you can see that there's sort of this anxiety of the will they won't they. Um, And I think this is just a much more playful examination of that where now that she's in a happy place with him she can just like kind of look back with this sort of pep in her step about Mm -hmm. like oh man we were just kids who didn't quite know how to how to handle all this and I think um and the you know I just think she does such a fun thing here where she does pack together an entire summer of their relationship into this quirky verse Mm -hmm. where she's like you were high I couldn't find you online when we saw each other in the street for whatever reason I ignored you because I couldn't handle the drama I was with Tom Hiddleston like I swore myself off men whatever it was but now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe is just like so intimate and Mm -hmm. so telling and just so fun and I think 
that's what she was going for here. But yeah, you know, they just came so far, like you were saying, like she was ignoring him. Like you have all, like all these other songs about the angst of like she was trying to, she tried to leave him. He didn't let her go. And now they're just at this point where she wakes up and she kind of just looks over at him and she's like, oh, you're here. We're here. Like <laughs> there's no more drama. Like it's the two of us. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. I like this. Um, yeah. And then let's get into the pre-chorus. I really like the pre-chorus. Kiss me once because you know I had a long night. Oh, kiss me twice because it's going to be right. Uh, three times because I waited my whole life. One, two, one, two, three, four. And then going to the <laughs> chorus, I like shiny things, but I'd marry you with paper rings. Uh-huh. That's right. Darling, you're the one I want. And I hate accidents when we went from friends to this. Uh-huh. That's right. Darling, you're the one I want. And paper rings and picture frames and dirty dreams. Oh, you're the one I want. Yeah. I think it's um, it's just so cute to like look at this song. And sort of like with the same thing with her being willing to do a Netflix documentary. It's like she gets to show people like how comfortable she is sharing these details in a relationship when people were like, oh, how is she going to write a, lo- how is she going to be a successful songwriter if she's not writing breakup tracks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this song really like shows like how good she is at controlling the narrative and at like, at weaving like this very personal story that's still engaging, still highly like tailored, tailored to Taylor, um, <laughs> but is still like, you can relate to it as a person listening. And oh, yeah. I think, in this song, she's so in control of her songwriting. Like, it's not like Dear John or All Too Well, where it's just the emotions take over and it's just so traumatizing and like, and weighted down by this, by this uh, heartbreak. This is much more like, I'm going to show you my relationship and I'm going to show you it in the funnest, peppiest way I can. Mm-hmm. And I think this line, I hate accidents except when we went from friends to this, is such a good line. I, I mean, know. it tells so much. They were just friends. They they were like, oh, I just want to be friends. Maybe he was into her more. Maybe she was. And it was just like, she didn't want the complications and it was delicate and it just calls to mind all these moments where she's talked about this early stage of the relationship and how she wasn't sure if this could work and she doesn't like feeling out of control and she doesn't like surprises but now she's like oh this is the best thing that ever happened to me Mm -hmm. yeah and then she just kind of talk, talks about like, you know, it's like Taylor Swift, everyone knows Taylor Swift, she's always looking glitzy and glamorous and like wearing the best things, like just always like to the nines. And so one thing that I do like is, you know, she's talking about how she likes shiny rings, but she's like she said, she's going to marry him with, she'd marry him with paper rings, kind of tying that in. Like if you're really in love, like the material things yeah. don't matter. And I've said this before, but it just when I listened to the song, it just made me re- like it reminded me of when my husband proposed to me. Um it was with like a like a string. That's what he proposed proposed Aww. to me with. Um he, I did get a ring later, but you know, he <laughs> it was just really sweet and of course, you know, I said yes and I thought it was the cutest thing. I my first yes. thought was not where's the ring oh my gosh you haven't bought something for me and I like wore the little string around my finger until I got the ring and it was dirty but it was adorable and it was cute and it just (laughs) the sentiment behind it this it's like symbolizes you know that that commitment it's more of the symbol to me more than how much he paid for it and it just kind of yes that is so cute the song just kind of like puts me back in a spot where you know my husband was going to school 
he had no money and all he can afford was a paper like was it paper ring (laughs) (laughs) i was like a little string you know it's just it was adorable and i yeah it's just a relatable song and also you're talking about i hate accidents except for when we went from friends to this a lot of people are like oh did uh taylor cheat on tom what's going on here this timeline's off but this also speaks to like Mm. you know she wasn't jumping from relationship to relationship on purpose like she like fought against this she just wanted to be friends with him yeah and i think um she does a cute thing with the she you're the one that i want in paper rings and picture frames and dirty dreams Mm. i think again that just does such a it does such a good job of showing the well-roundedness of a relationship like it's like oh i want commitment i want the ring but i also want the memories of these picture frames that i've always sung about and you know what i also want this deep-seated attraction and these dirty dreams and i think she just does such a good job of showing that yeah (laughs) well she wants it all you know and i I don't think um i don't think it's lust it's so much as realizing like love can still include a huge piece of that oh yeah i'm just like you know i like how (laughs) she put in dirty dreams so at first when you listen to it um Lance was like, my husband was like, did she say dirty dreams? I'm like, oh, no, no. She probably said something else. And it was dirty dreams. I'm like, you're right. She did say dirty dreams. Like, I think that's funny. It's like, uh, you know, it's kind of like in Lover when he's like his his dirty jokes. Yeah. Quirky. Which I still just can't believe. I just, I really just need to understand who Joe is. I need to find him. Maybe the Netflix documentary. We will find out. Maybe. Um, Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Uh, I'm getting into verse two in the winter in the icy outdoor pool when you jumped in first i went into i'm with you even makes it even if it makes me blue which takes me back to the color when we that we painted your brother's wall honey with all of the x's fights and flaws we wouldn't be here standing ah we wouldn't be standing here so tall oh you guys <laughs> it's such a, like in this verse you pack so much into it and she says it so fast that <laughs> I can't even say it. No, this is cute. I mean, I think this is nice. It's a nice detail, the color we painted your brother's wall, because that's something her fans already have to contextualize, because mm-hmm. it was a photo that was put in, like, the reputation VIP boxes yep. and the and the booklet about it. And so it was just, like, a nice little thing to add for us, because we're like, oh, I know exactly what you're singing about. Yeah. I feel so close to you right now, you, Taylor. You feel that like you feel like you're in an inside joke because all the locals yeah. are going to be like, "Why? What? <laughs> What's going on?" Okay, that's yeah. weird. That's weird. But we know. We know. <laughs> yes, three hundred people know. Uh. Um, <laughs> but I also love this line, um, "Honey, without all the excess fights and flaws, we wouldn't be standing here so tall." Because um, she's like saying like. I think in a lot of things, especially like in Reputation, you saw her explore this question a lot. Like, oh, can someone like me in spite mm-hmm. of everything I've been through? And like, can anyone really believe me when I tell them I'm this way, even though in the past I might have been that way? And I think here she's saying like, actually, I'm grateful for everything that happened. I'm grateful for those guitar string scars on my hand because now that's made me the person, brought me to this point in my life where I could accept and be with you. And I think that is just such a mature statement to make in a song like it's not in spite of it's because of and I think that's just like really great yeah and it really pulls you back too when someone was like where are you going to be in five years how 
do you think you'll be married? You know, they asked that question and she was like, oh, like, I don't know if anyone's going to ever want to be married to me, like with mm. the price that it, it brings, like, oh, it's going to be too high yeah. of a cost. But she's right here. She's like, no, like, that's not my baggage. It's not bringing me down. Like, I'm here. I'm strong because of what I've been through. You're here. You're strong because of what you've been to- through too. We're going to get through everything together. You know, your past isn't, yes. your past doesn't define you. And I like how I she just it. like throws that in there. Um, and a lot of people were talking about with the line, some people are like, why is she, not, why is she blue with him? Like, I'm with you even if it makes me blue. Mm. And people are like, but like, does Joe, is she sad with him? And it's not that she's sad with him. She's like, hey, I'm going to, it's kind of like the for better or for worse, you know, like we're going to be together through the ups, the downs, the thicks, the thins, you know, I'm sticking with you even if we get in a fight, even if like... We're not seeing eye to eye, even if I'm sad about something, because we're gonna get like, you know, through all the fights and flaws, we're gonna we're gonna be standing tall together. That's how we're gonna get through everything. See, I just thought, and this is just I clearly missed it. I just thought it was a dumb joke she was making, like a pun mm-hmm. about being cold from swimming. Like I thought, yeah, like she jumps in the pool and she's like, you know what? It's fine that I'm freezing. Like I got you, babe. You know? <laughs> yeah, there definitely is that thing because in the winter she jumped in the icy pool. But I kind of like, I that's a good thing. That's a great thing about Taylor Swift's lyrics too. Like you can kind of like look into it, like what what mm-hmm. you're kind of getting out of it. Yeah. Um, and she just like pull, she draws in like outdoor pool blue. You know her brother's his brother's wall. Like she just like all these punches. It just oh, I her mind. I can't get over. Yeah, I like it because I think um, like she said in her secret sessions or the rolling stone she's like she really wanted to highlight the quirkiness of this relationship mm-hmm. and how weird it was that things worked out and like could any of us imagine taylor swift jumping into an icy pool like maybe not but she found someone who's like has pulled out this side of her and now she's like thinking about it all and it's coming out rapid fire and she's like oh like this is where we were it made me think of this and now i'm here and i'm just like so stoked to be here mm-hmm yeah, and I'm glad that she's th- I'm glad she's there. Um and then like moving forward, we get back into the pre-chorus where she kiss me, kiss you once cuz I know you had a long night, kiss you twice cuz it's going to be all right, three times cuz you waited your whole life, one, two, three, four. I'm back into the chorus. I like shiny things. I'd like marry you with paper rings. Uh and then we get into the bridge. And the bridge yes. says I want to drive away with you. I want your complications too. I want your jury Mondays. Wrap your arms around me, baby boy. I want to drive away with you. I want your complications too. I want your jury mon- Mondays. Wrap your arms around me, baby boy. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. I remember when I first heard it and I was just like, it just feels very like like Joan Jett, like the cherries. Like it just feels very old school, like power rock girl band. And she just builds mm-hmm. and builds on this frenetic sort of like dance dance line. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's nice too because like we did a whole episode on her bridges. I think she mm-hmm. manages to do a lot of great storytelling in a lot of her most powerful and memorable bridges. And here she's not like lyrically packing in a novel. It's not narratively necessary like all too wells or whatever else. But instead she's just letting she's just like letting her confidence crescendo in this sort of excited dance. And she's like, I want this, I want this. I can't get enough of you God. I'm so excited to see where our lives go. And it just it feels so happy and like 
pumped up. It's sort of like if Gorgeous and Stay, Stay, Stay had a baby with the maturity of Call It What You Want, you know? I love (laughs) that. like, there's no other way to describe it, really. I know. Actually, you described it perfect. I don't think anyone should describe it any other way. (laughs) One of my favorite favorite lines in the bridge and in this whole song is when she's like, wrap your arms around me, baby boy. It's just, I like, I wrap my arms around myself when she sings like every single time, just the emotion you get from it. Like it's exhausting. Uh, But you just, just, (laughs) like you can feel her, her energy and how excited she is to be in this relationship, like through any of it, complications, the, the Monday blues, you know, she wants to escape with him and it's just, it kind of gives you that, like that feeling of that new relationship. And I know, I just want to wrap my arms around Taylor <laughs> yes. Swift right now. I'll take her during Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I really like how you put, you know, into the bridge. Like, there's not a lot of stuff going on, like, lyrically, um, but it's the emotion behind it. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then to, to close it out, go back into the chorus, how she likes shiny things. But she'd marry him with paper rings, and she just kind of, like, goes over that. And in the outro, you're the one – you're the one I want, one I want, you're the one I want, one I want. Well, what she does that's cute is, um, so in the chorus she sings, um, darling, you're the one I want, paper rings and picture frames and all my dreams. Oh, and it's just okay. like this subtle little change that's just so cute because it's like, I mean, the playfulness of Dirty Dreams is obviously delightful, but she's also just like, Oh, I just, I just want it all. Like, please, please, please. Like, let's just Aww. stay happy. Let's stay together. Like, I just, you're my everything now. Which is yeah. such a cute little switch I for her. skipped over that. I was like, oh, it's a chorus. We've seen this already. But oh, no she, it, yeah. it's like she pops those little things into it that really kind of like, you know, puts all the perfect little puzzle pieces together. Mm. Whether they're dirty dreams or crazy dreams, <laughs> she nightmares she wants him yeah Yeah. she wants to be able to wake up and like he'll be there with her and she's like oh he's breathing okay good he's here and that's yeah yeah that's paper rings that's her quirky little love story Um, i you know i am exhausted after reading that my heartbeat just kind of like (laughs) went skipped a beat or two just a little (laughs) yes yeah yeah that's lots of sugary confection i know my blood sugar is high right now um but i don't know speaking of you know maybe getting off this little high that we're on it is our tea time (laughs) slash i want to say should have said nope segment i think it's really great that we can maybe combine these two together because (laughs) we here at swiftish podcast we do our tea time and we do our should have said nope, our newest segment. And it really fits well with all the drama that was happening last week during Thanksgiving. There was a lovely account mm. for those of people on Twitter uh, called Swifty Spill. And the name was mm-hmm. Swift's Tea. So I just was like, oh my gosh, like that's we spill the tea, so we need to spill this. Uh, this person, <laughs> we don't know who they are. Their account is suspended right now, thanks to lots of people, you know, just reporting them, reporting them. 
but they had a curious a curious cat account, which is an account where uh, people can you can ask a question and people w- who answer it will be re- will rename anonymous. I'm not too familiar with it. I had a curious cat account like when I first joined Stan Twitter because everyone was using it, but then I just didn't get why I had it, so I don't use it. Um, but this person was asking people to spill spill their thoughts on you know. problematic popular Swifties and after people Mm. would like comment back their thoughts on like certain Swifties you know they're all popular people who met Taylor who people are jealous of they would like screenshot it and share it and then you know people caught wind of it and saw it and really like the people that he called out she called out they called out were like not problematic Swifties at all there are people who like got a lot of attention from Taylor Nation and Taylor, maybe met Taylor. And there were just like mean comments that they that they would share and post. And it was just kind of like upsetting. You got on Twitter and people are like, oh, this negativity. And I didn't know what's going on. And so I kind of like sleuthed through everything. And it was really just upsetting that someone would do this. Were you online when this happened? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. Um, It just is kind of like really... You know, because we do should have said no where we talk about Stan, you know, dramas, Mm -hmm. maybe people who shouldn't have said what they did. But this was much more driven about like, oh, I hate you as a person. Like, go choke. You're gross. And I don't know why Taylor likes you. And it was all kind of it was just drama for drama's sake. It was yucky. And the shades people running the account were trying to be like, oh, we just want to give an honest like place for people to like voice their frustrations it's all anonymous but then they were adding people they were directing exact like they were using usernames like Mm -hmm. full names like it wasn't at all anonymous Mm -mm. at least not towards the people they were criticizing and it's just like it's gross and it's hurtful and it's so immature it's just like get over it like you know like it's just yucky to get on and be like oh this person is so fat in her photo like gross oh this person didn't respond to me when i dm'd her i think she's so fake it's like is this helping you somehow is this like no. making you feel good about yourself <laughs> i know i i thought of our segment when i saw this too and i was like well like we're not mean to people like we don't do anything like this at all and i was like we're trying to like we're providing an uplifting experience and entertainment and we're not really dragging (laughs) anybody. But this person was like purposely trying to, you know, just hurt people. And I also thought like a lot of people were wondering like, was that their own submissions that they were they were submitting, or like yeah. who were these people who were submitting this information? And it was like they maybe yeah. called out like six or seven people, but it wasn't a lot of people. And the person only had like less than two hundred followers, so I just I was really shocked that it got so much attention uh, when their really tiny account. And I was like, this person has to be like submitting their own stuff and sharing it <laughs> just to be rude. Yeah, I'm sure you had one. Well, of there's those- a lot of gross people online. I, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if people were excited to be able to troll a little mm-hmm. or I mean, I don't know. I just think it's like so ironic that people will be this cruel and mean and and judgmental when they're also out there being like, don't talk shit about Taylor Swift. Like, how dare you say something about her? You don't understand the facts. It's like you can't stand up for Taylor against bullying and then turn around and bully yourself. Yeah. No, you can't. And it's 
<laughs> like this person was just trying to get a bunch of attention and then ultimately yeah all that attention got their account suspended yeah i mean it was just yucky and a yucky way to spend yucky. thanksgiving holiday too it's like no thank you no no get out of here with that that person should have said nope yeah i mean it's good tea it's hot tea it's it's depressingly burning scalding tea but um we're excited to see so much happening i mean I next week we'll be able to have more insight into whether or not there is a countdown whether or not there is a christmas album track whatever mm-hmm. if taylor's just messing with us maybe we'll get a trailer for the documentary that would be fun. Um, so much can happen mm-hmm. and you can find us on social media. We're at Swiftish Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. And we're at Swiftish Pod 13 on Twitter. Um, feel free to send us an email with your thoughts about the songs, the tea, oh, yeah. the whatever we're talking about at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we always appreciate a good review if you want to go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and write us a quick note. But um, But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, you're the one that we want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yes, you're the one that I want. You're the one that I want. <laughs> Different song. Yeah. <laughs> uh.